following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. So, Johnny, I've, I've been hearing really great things about this Nostalgia Funhouse. It just brings back so many great memories. Andrew, uh, another reason I'm moving in line with you here is that you really vouched for this show. So, I'm just going to believe you that this is the show that you know I've been wanting, which is just talking about all the fun stuff from our yesteryear and the years before uh, and I really hate anything meta so I'm glad that what we're doing right now is not that oh no definitely what is meta is, isn't that Ron Artessa's new name <laughs> well add world of peace to it sure <laughs> yeah but this is this is great they like last year they were like tearing play sets and Halloween costumes and well they, that sounds cool they get like this weird court recordings from like pop culture courts does anybody care about court cases these ones are kind of cool. They put mm. Scott Kelvin on trial for Santa Claus there. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, you're. That sounds interesting. Yeah, man. You know what's the best part about this is though? Is I hear they always got a really great sponsor. You can check it out right there. Power cycle with Kit on the pretend instrument panel. Here he comes. You can pretend Kit is talking, leading you to the enemy. Santa behind the fence? Let's get him, Kit. He's gonna pass us. Yeah. The spin out lever. Guy is cool. One more, Kit. Go on, Turbo. Knight Rider. You got me. You're no match for Knight Rider. Right, Kit? The Knight Rider power cycle comes complete with spin out lever. Your parents have to put it together. New from Coleco. That's right. We're talking not water. Not water? We're talking not water today on the Nostalgia Funhouse. I am your host, the guy who's having an Elmer Fudd complex. That's right. I'm Johnny Towns, and I'm joined, as always, by one of my bestest pals. That's Andrew Lenz. Andrew, are you ready to talk some night wider? I don't know about night wider, <laughs> but uh, I heard night rider is good. I don't know what that is. Oh, man. <laughs> we should have talked before we started this show what show we were talking about. I'm all about Not Wider. Okay. Uh, one I, of the greatest shows from the 80s. <laughs> I must have been in a different universe because I watched Knight Rider, also from the 1980s. I really loved it when Kit took on Call. It was a great... <laughs> it was a great rivalry or wobbly, uh that I really enjoyed. <laughs> Not wide up, yeah. It's the greatest, it's the, one of the greatest shows ever. Uh, it was so good, it is. And it comes from I message you as I watch these things, I put two and two together. Yeah, the 80s and like into like the early 90s was just all cool action shows about either a guy or a group helping people. Yes, yeah, that was a big thing. I mean, not Ryder. And we had the A team was the same thing, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh God, was there's a bunch you can throw. Highway in to here. Heaven. Yeah. You can even yeah. throw a Quantum Leap. Yes. 
Yeah. Man, and these are literally all shows that I love. <laughs> so I'm totally cool with it. Quantum Leap is one of my favorite shows of all time. I had no idea what Highway to Heaven really was. Like when I first started watching it, I just knew that the guy with Michael Landon yeah, had, yeah. An, had an Oakland A's hat on. And growing up, that was my favorite baseball team. So I was like, <laughs> yes, I'm going to watch this because he has an A's hat on. Yeah, I that was a show I also liked quite a bit. But I came from uh, a history of watching Bonanza. Michael Landon was on there. So that's why I was like, well, I want to watch Highway to Heaven because he's also on there. And he's uh, a- and Little House on the Prairie. I also watch those are all three shows I really like. <laughs> so. yeah, I was going to say, he's one of those guys. That, he's classic. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody talks about Michael Landon anymore. We need to bring Michael No, they don't. I agree. Like, let's write that down Michael for Landon. a future episode. <laughs> Michael yeah. Landon uh, needs to come back in the mainstream. But speaking of comeback, let's talk about some David Hasselhoff. Yes. The Hoff. Uh, this is probably one of the... For me, this is the first thing I remember him from. Is that, this? That's the same with me too. Is I guess he was in a soap opera before this, but he was also in some sci-fi type show. I think before this, I can't remember what it was called, but I do know that's the show that got him hired for this for Knight Rider. Uh, was the the creator saw him in that and was like, I want I want to get David Hasselhoff because the network was very lukewarm on him, but he fought for him. <laughs> Yeah, who I heard somebody else was wasn't it like Tom Selleck or somebody? It was the guy from Miami oh, Don, Vice. Yeah, Don Johnson. Yeah, Don Johnson. Yeah, it was him. I don't. Yeah. In a world, I don't think that it, that works. In the, in that world, I don't think it yeah. works because I think Don Johnson was were, was meant for Miami Vice, and I think David Hasselhoff was meant for Knight Rider. There's something about David Hasselhoff playing Michael Knight. It works, right? It just works. It the way he gets out of the car, you know, the yeah. way that he talks to Kit is, you know, he he plays this smart guy in Michael Knight, but yet he's not. But he's a very down to earth guy, and he's talking to yeah. a supercomputer, and he's trying to help him. It's a really is a cool kind of buddy cop type show. <laughs> yes, which really what really helps this show. And, and I think we should get into what the show kind of is, too, at the same time. But what really yeah. helps this show for me is that buddy copish element because it, it really does feel like Michael Knight and Kit are really good friends. And, I mean, they even kind of joke on each other, right? They'll even yeah. kind of do that. Uh, Bill Daniels, uh, Mr. Feeney, for those who don't know, uh, is the voice of Kit. And he's actually never uh, – you'll never see his name on Knight Rider. And the legend is he didn't want to take people out of the experience that Kit was, wasn't real. So he didn't want his name on the credits. It's real to me, damn it. Oh, it's real to me, too. I, I'm the crying wrestling guy. Yes. <laughs> when, it, when, it comes to, when it comes to Kit, it's still yeah. real to me, damn it. And uh, I know a lot of little uh, stuff because I looked this up before we recorded, but obviously they used multiple cars for Kit. They had the main car, which is called the Hero Car, and... A kit is a Pontiac Trans Am from the eighties. And back then that was a really sweet car. It was a really cool looking car. And they actually were able to get uh, most of those cars um, for like a, literally a dollar Pontiac sold them some of their junk cars for a dollar. They could use as the extra cars to do all the stunts and stuff. So they paid a dollar for those. They did pay like full price for the hero car. I think I saw somewhere and Pontiac actually had a back and forth with them too. As in before the show was a hit, 
they didn't want them to even say that that car was a Pontiac Trans Am. They didn't want <laughs> they didn't want the word Pontiac thrown in there. They said you can say Trans Am, don't say Pontiac. It's like the like Lightning McQueen. Like nobody can put their finger on Lightning McQueen. What kind of car? He yeah, is, if we're gonna go that route with it, it's a it existing not in a real world but you can name all the other cars in cars which that's a, yeah sounds like a weird sentence kind of like kit you, you you just know it's a cool cool car well i mean i would say that lightning mcqueen is like a hot wheels car like one of those ones that hot wheels makes up yeah. which is which actually you can tell takes um influences from other famous cars or popular cars and that's kind of what lightning mcqueen is right uh you could like he's almost like he's a stock car mixed with a dodge viper mixed with whatever you want to throw in there uh but yeah it's so night rider for those who don't know was a show from 82 it was four seasons long i think it started in 82 mm-hmm. and lived on in uh reruns obviously but uh it literally saved nbc <laughs> uh nbc at this at this time was losing and again just set the stage for our younger listeners uh, this was a time when there weren't very many options on TV. There was only like this is even before Fox became Fox, mm-hmm. so th- that channel didn't even really exist uh, as we know it today for sure. And uh, at this time, this is when a little show called Dallas was a major, major hit. It it, it just dwarfed everything else on Friday nights. Dallas was a major hit, and NBC just wanted to throw something out there. They didn't think that Night Rider would even put a dent into Dallas. So let's just throw it on Friday nights. And guess what? It actually became uh, NBC's one of their highest rated shows. Uh, I don't think it ever actually beat Dallas because I don't think people realize how huge Dallas was. Dallas was a game changer TV show. That's how you can tell a wrestling fan from a normal person is when you say JR, if they go to, if they either go to Jim Ross or they go to Dallas. Yeah. Or they go, who shot him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that the Simpsons took, yeah, this premise and took it to their own show and you know made us all sit around and go who shot mr burns just like before that everybody wanted to know who shot jr yeah and and on top of that dallas was such a pop culture hit uh that not only were other shows kind of mocking it like simpsons would do later on but literally who shot jr was in like the lexicon people were like we have to know who did this and it's also one of the first big shows that I remember everybody being really disappointed in the decision they would make and it being like, hey, that whole season didn't really happen. It was all a dream. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. a giant cop out. It's the one where like Patrick Duffy comes out of the shower. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But Knight Rider is obviously Michael Knight is um he's he was actually who was he before he was Michael Knight? He had a name, Michael something. Long. He was Michael yeah, Michael Long. Long. And he was a he was like a, a a cop detective, but before that he was a veteran. And when he was a veteran, he got injured, so they put like a metal plate in his head. And so, but when he's a cop, he gets uh tricked and he gets shot in the face. Uh, which for the eighties, honestly, early eighties, that was that's pretty violent. Bad. Yeah, it's pretty I'm violent like, for oh, early eighties TV. Early eighties oh, TV. TV, yeah. Okay. TV, not not movies, TV. Uh, so he shot still in the face. Kid, still a kid show to me, damn it. <laughs> I knew that's why I didn't even question it. I knew for you it would be. Uh, but so he shot in the face and he gets uh reconstructive surgery, and after that he looks suspiciously like that guy from Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love it in like the first episode, they don't really show his face. Yeah. And when they do, they dub over David Hasselhoff's like voice throughout the yep. whole entire thing. And it works, but then it doesn't work because you can kind of tell the difference. Yes, yes. Uh, but it's but he gets but he becomes Michael Knight and he's paired up with Kit, which is a Knight Industries 2000. That's the name of the car, and it's why he got the name Kit. And Kit is a Basically, actually, the premise of the show when they were creating it was let's make a Lone Ranger type show, but make it with a guy in a car. That's kind of where they went with that. And it's really what it is. Yeah. If you think about it, at its essence, uh, the influences for Knight Rider is everything from the Lone Ranger to um, BJ and the Bear. Like it's everything, all that's thrown in there, literally. Like they're influenced by pretty much everything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, so they go around and they're and the gist of it is they kind of go where law enforcement won't go, basically. And they solve all kinds of crimes. Uh, he's always uh, hooking up with ladies. Oh, it's... all the time. All like every episode, there's a new lady of the week, pretty much. And uh, it's, <laughs> I love it. Going back, me and you both have been going back and rewatching it, and it's it's definitely of its time, a hundred percent. But I, I I still love it. It's bringing back a lot of memories. Uh, there's a lot of really fun little nuggets in this show. Uh, like, obviously, the you know Optimus Prime shows up. Uh, well, the voice of Optimus Prime shows up as Kit's biggest rival car. Uh, and uh, if you notice, you probably noticed this because you've gotten past season two. Yeah. But, after se- but during season two, they actually got a new um, mechanic. And the reason they replaced the original one, because she comes back, she's in season one, three, and four. Yeah, she's not in two because the network was like, we need somebody quote unquote sexier or whatever, and, and nobody liked it. Even I mean, they had nothing against the actress who played that other lady, but they were like, well, we thought this the first one was mistreated. Her and Michael Knight have really good chemistry too. On top of that, yeah. and it's, it was it was said that David Hasselhoff didn't like how she was treated. So they actually bring her back for seasons three and four. She comes back, thankfully. Nothing against that other woman. She was fine, but you know, you got to keep with the what brought you to the table. She brought you to the dance. To me, watching like I watched all of season one, all of season two, most of season three, some of season four. And with April, that's the character's name that replaced Bonnie from season one. Bonnie, yeah. you, you you felt a little something. Like I understand it's the eighties. Bonnie felt real to me. She felt like a real person. Yes. April felt forced. Yeah. Like there wasn't like, they were just like, oh, April's here. Yeah. And and like I was saying, that chemistry between Bonnie and Michael Knight to me also felt real. Like it felt like a real uh, chemistry there. It didn't feel, that one didn't feel, you can feel, you can tell when two actors, uh, like they're trying to force the chemistry with two of them. You can tell Mm -hmm. that. And I never felt that with Bonnie and Michael Knight. That all that all felt natural in the mail. I, I, because that was season, I think it was season three. Yeah, when they finally brought her back. Yeah, like it was like a Willis Reed type moment for me, where I'm like, <laughs> yes. yeah, Bonnie's yeah. back. Yes. Yeah, comes back. The garden stands yeah. up. Yeah, uh, and he's and he's remembered as a legend from then on out for saving the day. They don't even mention April. <laughs> you know, they don't even tell you yes. what happened to April. They were like, <laughs> April, like a Dallas thing. It was all a dream. It was all. Well, Knight Rider has a has a history of doing that, <laughs> and we'll get in that later. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, man. Uh, the one thing I really liked about Knight Rider was that he had like it was obviously my favorite favorite part. Yeah, 
but uh, he had like um, adversaries, like Car, like I mentioned, yes. and Goliath, the big truck. Yeah, right. I I definitely remember that Goliath was probably my favorite of his. I loved those ep- the episode where he goes up against Goliath. That's one of my well, favorites. Yeah, because he goes up against Goliath twice. Yes, Goliath. That's the one thing too. Like this is how uh, part of pop culture the show is. Car technically only shows up twice, I think. Yeah, and I, Goliath only shows up twice. But like they're ingrained in my head. It's like they were always there. Yeah, car's <laughs> voice the second time his bo- the body of the car changes and then the voice yes. is different. Yeah. But with Goliath, we also got to see Garth Knight, Wilton yes. Knight's son, who is now now Andrew. Off. Andrew, <laughs> you brought up to me this thing in the eighties and nineties, and you said at the top of the show of most of the themes are always the same, uh, yeah. going out and helping people. But another trope of early television, oh yes, is the evil doppelganger, and to make them evil, you just put on like facial hair, uh, a a la Spock and. Uh, in Star Trek, the original Star Trek, when there's an evil version of him, that's probably the most famous one to me. Is uh, <laughs> is the evil Spock just had like a <laughs> had like a evil facial hair, basically. That's how you do it. That's how you yeah. tell them apart. Did you did you hear that story about that? That the, I guess David Hasselhoff's parents or something didn't really watch the show, and they finally watched it, the one with the Goliath, and they were like. You know, the guy that plays Garth Knight's a pretty good actor. It seems to be a better actor than you. And he even changed his voice. Like, he'd be like, hey, kid, what's up? And that Garth Knight would come in like this and go, wearing mother. If the mother was involved, he weirds Wilton Knight's widow involved in all of this stuff. And you're thinking, and and it's funny because I'll get, I'll just get into it. In season four, episode one, all of a sudden, Wilton's Knight's daughter comes into play, and she yeah. shuts down the foundation for what yes. is the foundation for law and government. So why didn't Garth just do that, or his mother do that? There's a lot of little plot holes. Also, I think season four is when Kid also kind of like he has a bad crash. I think he gets and, destroyed, and, and they upgrade him. And the guy who designed those upgrades was the same guy who. Who made the monsters vehicle in the in the Adam West Batmobile? Uh, but but uh, like he gets like a he can kind of transform the car a little bit, right? He yeah, it's super pursuit mode. Yes, where he like the the spoiler lifts up and he yeah. They made sure they made a point of it, like in that episode, because that's what is that season four episode two where he gets super pursuit and they made sure they told us he didn't go 50% faster. He went, he was going to go 40% faster. And all it was, was his bumper extended out. It lifted the trunk, like this back spoiler lifted up and there was like these wings that came out and they made it. I, I could get the feel that they're going for. Yeah. Because probably around this time, what is this? 86, 85. I do believe there's like mask. I don't, I don't mask where it was a yeah. transformed. I mean, also obviously transformers, transformers itself. Yeah. yeah. So you're trying to keep up. And if you notice throughout, I notice throughout every season, as you watch it, you would always get something new, some new upgrade, like season yes. one, the first couple episodes, it kit season it, one. It was very obvious because, um, the, the Bonnie would upgrade kit. And then the upgrade she put on there would be used later on in the show. Yeah. But also, even the way that Kit talks, like the way that you would see him being voiced, he went from yeah. like a flashing red light to the three lines, 
and then like around season three or four the whole panel changes as well too where it doesn't look like cheesy kind of like DK well, they, they borrowed that from Battlestar Galactica that's where they got that idea I well the there's a Halloween episode and the guy was wearing a, a scion helmet because I was like yes. I was like, wait a minute. That was the other bad one is the Halloween episode that I ended up watching. Cause they had a guy on there. And don't don't tell me you're not trying to like do something. The guy's name on the show was Norman Baines. <laughs> Wonder what they could be talking about. Though. Man, that sounds really familiar. Yes. It was uh, my one of my favorite things about the show is the guest actors who yes. uh, most of the time were not the greatest actors. And that kind of made it even more better for me. <laughs> I enjoyed it more before their quote unquote acting. <laughs> I want to throw out a little, some more tidbits here, Andrew. Yep. What was the guy's name? He credited Larson. This is his last name. What was his Glenn first Larson. name? Yes. All right. So actually this show obviously became a huge a juggernaut, not just for ratings, but also for merchandising, right? It became a big merchandiser. Ob- which seems like a no-brainer to me. You got a really cool car. Guess who loves toy cars? Kids. Uh, so I don't understand why they made this deal, but it was one of the best deals for a creator in merchandising history before George Lucas. Uh, and that is that he got half of the merchandising. Whoa. Uh, and he was like, that's never really happened in TV before. So that was a pretty big deal. The other thing that I found really fascinating is, you know, uh, William Daniels and David Hasselhoff have also have, if their chemistry didn't work, the show wouldn't work to me. Yeah. And it works really well. That's my favorite part of the whole show is their, is the when they work together and they go back and forth like that. It just it just works. It's a Spock and Shatner type. Yes, I gotta yes. say that it's it reminds me of a Spock and Shatner type thing. Like, here's the super logical computer just trying to learn the way humans interact and the way that they are. And then you got this guy who isn't like stupid, but he, he, he does have intelligence, but he's going to do go just on feeling instead yeah. of logic. Yeah. And that's why they kind of work, work well with each other. They kind of help each other's weaknesses and, and strengths that way. Uh, but the other thing that was really fascinating to me is that those two actors actually didn't even meet each other in person until way after the show was already a hit. Uh, because you know Daniels would didn't he would record his lines without the cast because he doesn't actually appear on the show he's just the voice of the car and he uh, and David Hasselhoff I think he wrote a book or something once where he talked about this where uh, they were at some cast party and Daniels showed up to it and they actually that's the first time they met and it was and they got along really well so it's <laughs> that's the thing I like about this show too is a lot of your uh, actors who make it big off of a certain show don't like talking about that show a lot of the mm-hmm. times. And I get it because you can get typecast and stuff. Like I totally get it. If for example, Jaleel White never want to talk about Steve Urkel, I would understand, right? I would get it. Yeah. Uh, but David Hasselhoff loves this show. Uh, and Daniels loves the show. The reason that kit starts getting a little bit of a, cause if you notice that the first, like the, the first couple of so- episodes is way more robotic. Yeah. Uh, but he starts having a bit of a personality as the show goes on. That's because Bill Daniels pushed for it, and that was smart. That actually helps Kit stand out even more. If he's just robotic the whole time, I don't. I think the show would have fell flat, honestly. Oh yeah, definitely. That's where, like I said, with Don Johnson coming in, I don't think Don Johnson's going to bring that same flair that David Hasselhoff did to that right. the whole thing of him riding the Lone Ranger, riding into town, helping yep. people out, riding out. 
And that's one of the best parts of everything. It's just that whole dynamic between them, trying to figure things out, going through everything else, knowing, you know, what was it like the first couple of episodes, he falls asleep at the wheel and Kit's got to yeah. wake him up. <laughs> it yeah. looked like he wasn't sleeping, but that's, that was the great dynamic between those two. And also, I don't know how you forgot about Devin. I Devin didn't. Was, I didn't. Yeah. Devin's uh, like the head of night industries after yeah. the founder passes away. I I really like Devin in a, in a lot of ways. Cause he's, he's a little bit more of a logical type guy. And yes. He, and I think that's the great chemistry between him and Michael. Like there's an episode where uh, I think it was when he got amnesia or something. I don't know if you saw yes. one. Yeah. Yeah. And they give him like, eggs and all this stuff and he's like it's all your favorite greasy foods because Devin is very sophisticated and Devin would never think about eating any of that stuff at all and that's what the Halloween party dresses up as like Louis the 14th or something (laughs) somebody like gets it wrong and he corrects them and gives them like a whole history lesson on it Yeah, Devin was awesome did you see I think this is what kind of got to him was in season four. Also, they added another person. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Cor- Reginald Cornelius the third or RC three. <laughs> yeah. What a name. Yeah. And, uh, I saw that. And then I guess he would go along on missions with Michael, but that's not, I think that took away from it. I it never saw any did. of those episodes, but why would you do that? Michael, it's not a good idea. A lot of shows would do this too, right? They would, they were thinking we need to spice this up for whatever reason and let's throw in another guy but this show all, all four seasons was doing really well in ratings and the only reason they didn't even get a season five was it was becoming too costly to make oh well. and i was gonna throw this out here too and you're talking about the merchandising of the show yeah i was watching um i think it's toy galaxy on youtube he does a lot of really cool oh. history of stuff and he did a history of night Rider, and i watched that before we, we recorded today and he also puts in fun old commercials related to it. And there was this, this thing looks sweet. I wish I'd known about it as a kid, but it was a power wheel or a big wheel. I forgot what those are called. It has the big wheel in the front, the two small ones in the back. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like and, it was, and it was, an, and it was a Knight Rider kit version, but it what made this one stand out was there was this lever on the side that as you're a, a pedaling, you could hit this lever and it would spin you out. Like you're the really cool car. <laughs> it was freaking cool. I actually, before we started recording, normally I don't pick like the whole sponsor commercial until yeah. after I went on before and that's, that was the sponsor. So good. Good. When, you, when at this point you guys are probably like, didn't we just hear this? Yes, you did. Yes. 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 You did it. Cause it's awesome. It rules. And if I didn't have my transformer big wheel, I, I definitely would have wanted. I had, I actually had the Knight Rider pedal car. Oh, that's cool. And you that put a battery really cool. in there. And it yeah. did work. I, as a kid, I always thought that's where he would talk, but then I find out that's just his surveillance mode. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, man, I love this show. It would do really well. And then it, that's why it keeps kind of coming back. Right. Yeah. Not, not just in merchandising, but they've tried to bring the show back a couple of times. I definitely remember the made for TV movie in the nineties. I remember that. Uh, which brought back everybody pretty much. I mean, House of Hoff's back, Kit's in a new kind of car. Uh, but then they then they tried to redo it again uh, in the early 2000s, I think. Uh, I didn't care for that one too much. It was all new people. Um, 
I, they even had it. Do you remember that show, Team Knight Rider? No, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't. watched the same thing that you watched. On yeah, that. I didn't either. But that just sounds like a terrible idea because you're just taking the original premise and just times it by five, basically. Yeah, and it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, because it's supposed to be. You know, that's what it it says. It's Lone Ranger and Tonto is what it's supposed to be. Yeah, Michael. It, it says at the end of like going all the way through like the first season. Michael Knight, yeah, own crusader in a dangerous world, the world of the Knight Rider, not Knight Rider. Yes. It reminds me of Airheads. How can you <laughs> Lone Rangers? No, it's yeah, Lone, it's Lone Ranger. This yeah, is, singular. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. And the they, narration. They, yeah, and they tried to. They've been trying to make a movie. Actually, they've had a couple scripts written. Uh, they've had some big names attached to it. Uh, um, the one that sounded the best to me was the one with uh, bringing back House of Hoff as kind of an advisor type thing. Uh, I would like that just because I think you got to have some kind of connection. But that's if you're going to bring it back. I think it would, you could probably James Earl Jones if you know what I mean. he's retired though. No, no, like William Daniels' voice, kind of like how they do Vader now, where they kind of like piece together his voice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do that, but you would need you would need <laughs> that because that was the heart and soul of Night yeah. Rider was. As we keep on saying, was that Kit Michael Knight dynamic? It's not. Yeah, so just, that's what I was going to ask you. Who would, if in your ideal world, who would they cast as the new Michael Knight, and who would they cast as the new voice of Kit? I can't even tell you any new actors. I knew, you would need somebody cool, tall. You got somebody who just oozes cool without trying to be cool. That's why David Hasselhoff was cool, but was that he never acted like he was trying I, to be? He just I, seemed like he was because he was. And she just yeah. get out of the way he just gets out of the car. Yeah, I can't even. You would have to go. No, can't use him. The, oh, you know who I could think of that's just kind of cool the way he talks is I can't say his name properly, but they were thinking about him being James Bond. Uh, is it Idris Idris Elba? Yes, something like that. Yeah. Yes, that is yeah. a cool dude. I know he's yes. a little bit, but he's still a cool dude. I know he's like older, and you might want somebody younger, but he's a pretty. He's a pretty. He's got that essence about him. Yes. Yeah. You need like, somebody he, like that who has that same air about them. I agree completely. Or you need that cowboy image. Like I can't tell you any new actors. <laughs> That's how bad I am. No, nowadays it'd probably be like The Rock or somebody popping out of there, and they like get somebody like horrible to do the voice of the car. Yeah. See, that's the thing too. Who would you get? Because I think the voice of the car is as important, if not more important, than who you get as the lead actor. Because uh, you know. Even though Daniels wasn't credited, he said like he couldn't walk down the street because people just recognized his voice. That's how iconic that voice became. That's crazy that I didn't realize it until I heard Mr. Feeney talk, and then I watched Night Rider, and I'm like, "Ooh, that's Mr. Feeney." Yeah, I'm like, "That, that no, you can't do that. Just give him yeah. words of wisdom for like over two decades." Just- <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I was too young. I was obviously too young for Saint, uh, Saint Elsewhere, or, is that, or Saint is that what it's called? That show he was in before Night Rider. Or was it? It was either like Saint Elsewhere or all in the all or Elmo's the- Fire or something like that. I can't remember exactly. It was it was basically he's playing a doctor, I think. Uh, but I like I didn't know that that was the same guy until obviously I heard him talk on Boy Meets World, and he's an incredible actor. So uh, yeah, man, uh, maybe maybe you just need you just need a, a voice that feels iconic. That's the guy I want. I want Michael B. Jordan. I would want Michael B. That would work. Yes. I would want Michael B. Jordan. I because mean, I just I I was afraid I was gonna get a computer virus or somebody was gonna yeah, watch. most of the, like what are you gonna get? Because I just put in hot young actors. 
<laughs> I didn't know how to say it. Uh, I can't wait to see what your internet keeps trying to suggest you look at from now on. Now that it knows <laughs> that you looked up hot young actors, I could, I could do, I Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, that's a good one. And then Israel as the voice of Kit, maybe because oh, he, oh, he does, he does have an iconic voice. He does have an iconic voice. Who's the um? Who's the guy who does? Uh, is it? I always get his name. Is it Keith David or David Keith? I get it confused. He's got a very iconic voice, iconic voice to me yes. too. Okay, Keith David would be awesome. Yeah. Um, who's the other actor? See, most of the actors I think of are just probably too old. Yeah, that's because uh, other one was like uh, I think of um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Just seems cool, but he's just too old. You got to have that contrast. You got to have that like Batman Beyond contrast. Yes, it, that's why I was like, hot. yes. Should probably never done that, but hot on hot young. I would. Out of all these guys, I'm like treating this like it's like a, a casting call. <laughs> Look at <laughs> these days. And out of all of them, I got to go Michael B. Jordan because he's got that cool swagger to him. And that's what you need with Michael Knight. Now, can he pull off the skinny jeans and cowboy boots? And I don't know if you noticed in some episodes, Michael's wearing kind of a see through shirt. Oh, yeah, man. You got to. <laughs> You gotta get that in, man. And no but top buttons on a shirt were ever buttoned. <laughs> no. Why why would they need be? <laughs> but like we and then did you notice the music in the show? Like how much did you talk about pricing? How much money did they spend on licensing music? Yeah. That I that's the one thing I had forgotten about before rewatching that. Was uh some of the song uh so yeah, I'm looking up I uh I said <laughs> top young actors is what oh. I looked up. <laughs> They got this that Tanner Buchanan from Cobra Kai, but he's not cool enough. He plays he's the one that plays Johnny's son. Yeah. I don't he doesn't have it. Like I'm looking at all these dudes and I'm like, no. No, you don't look like they have the spouse the spouse brothers on here. I would you remind me too much of Big Daddy. Yeah. The only man. See, most of these young actors that I actually enjoy their work, I don't feel would work for Michael Knight though. Like Tom Holland, I think is really good, but I don't think he could be a Michael Knight. Uh, the kid, obviously the the kids slash young adults now from Stranger Things, most of them are really well. All of them are really good actors, but I don't think you gotta have that. You gotta have that just that ooze that cool coolness and that, without trying to ooze that coolness. I'm I want a petition. I want Michael B. Jordan as my. He's the best one I've heard so far as my replacement. He's he's. I feel like he's not too old but not too young yeah and i really liked him in the wire if you ever watched the wire yeah yes i mean he's just he's just a good actor anyway i mean he's good in the um creeds yeah yes thank you i could think of the rocky thing yeah he's like 35 that's That's perfect that's not what age you know david hasloff started playing it yeah that's that's totally fine yeah maybe the man okay now Who, who would you get who would you get as devin Oh, you got it. If you can get a Michael Caine. That's oh, yeah. The, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's ideal. Yeah. You can get him. Just think about Michael Caine playing that Devin role. Yeah. Oh, who would you get as Bonnie, though? That's that's the other idea I have for the voice of Kit, too, was um, Cumberbatch. He's got a very iconic voice I think could work. Yes. Oh, man. Bonnie? I don't even know. Yeah, who would you get for her? I'm thinking. Um, I was thinking Zadea. Yeah, she would, would you- work. Because you want what worked with Bonnie was 
I don't want to sound horrible and like sexist or anything, but what worked with Bonnie over, like we mentioned over that April was Bonnie was good looking, but she was believable in her role as like this computer yeah. person where I don't want I'm sounding horrible. I don't, no, I know what you're saying. As, she I just... get, as we get canceled after this, where April just didn't have that. It's like when you're listening to a rap song, April didn't have the flow with them or that image. When I saw April, I saw more Daisy Duke yeah. in a way, but in a bad way. <laughs> I was about to say Daisy <laughs> Duke was actually pretty great. <laughs> yeah, Daisy Duke was. But it, it was more, it just seemed more like eye candy than something yeah. you're like, yeah, that yeah, that girl's smart. Yeah, because Bonnie came off like she was a mechanic first. And uh, like she, she was like, I would trust her fixing my vehicle, you know. It had nothing to do with how she looked. She just happened to also be really uh, easy on the eyes, as they say here in the South. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know who half of these people are. <laughs> I, love this stuff. I think Zendaya is a great choice. Um, Maybe Millie Bobby Brown. That was the other one I was going to say. I was also going to throw in there, but uh, how old is she now? She's not super old. Um, what's her name? The Hunger Games lady. What's her name? Oh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could, I could get what, yeah. Oh, that. Oh, speaking of which, um, they did a movie together. It's the only reason I'm linking this. Chris Pratt might make a pretty good Michael Knight. That that would be tough. Yeah, that would be. That's a good question, but that would be tough. I mean, he's, he's doing everything else right now. Because <laughs> he does, as long as he plays, not too goofy. Yeah, but, but to me, even when he's goofy, he still seems cool to me. So, but I know what you're saying. Like, um, he needs to play more like he does on Jurassic World, sort of. Yes. Where he's less goofy. Yeah. That, that, that cool. Okay. So those, man, I don't know who to choose. Yeah. Who would you choose if you're listening to this? Give us some options here. You know what? I think I might post that up there on the good, on the good old facey book. Yeah. Look up a nostalgia fun house on the Facebook. Uh, We got a pretty fun community growing there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, man, this is a fun question. Uh, let's also let's also do this let's also do this who would you be in knight rider i would want to be michael knight who wouldn't want to be as a kid michael knight probably now i probably want to be Devin, just so i could like chill back and (laughs) and relax that's where that's i want to be bill daniels where i just have to record voices and just to (laughs) sit back and relax and enjoy all the proceeds there you go (laughs) i was going back to the guest stars i was actually amazed because there was gina davis yeah I saw Bobby Brown made an appearance. Um, Jim Brown, the oh, wow. Hall of Famer. They bring yeah. him out of jail. Uh, who else? Uh, what's his? I can't pronounce his last name, but the voice of Skeletor is in like season. Hey, man. Yeah. Season one, episode three. I got so excited. When <laughs> I think his <laughs> name is Alan Offenheimer. Yeah. And I got it. I was like, that's Skeletor. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, it just didn't get to see Skeletor, but. But it did have a lot of guest stars, but the premises of every episode, this is the other thing. Now that I'm thinking about it too, did you like it before every single episode they showed you like clips, like the highlights of the show? No, I hated that. Okay. That is one thing I would change. It's a big spoiler alerts there. Yeah. Like, just let me enjoy the episode. I want to see it's happening. We already have all you need is the concept of what the show is. Yep. And you're hooked and you're going to watch it. You don't need them to tell you and actually show you clips of, all the best parts of the stuff kit's going to do. Yeah. I don't want to see that before I see it. <laughs> and how many times can you turbo 
boost kit a bunch <laughs> more than one my favorite thing about kit too that they don't talk about for whatever reason is how apparently strong he is because he can push and pull some vehicles that are outweigh him by tons <laughs> that's funny that they got to that point because like the one that i was talking about with the voices the guy that does the voice of skeletor and that one he tows a car and it messes up his circuitry yeah that, it uh, like later on i understand upgrades he was like i'm just gonna push this mac truck out of the way i'm gonna do this I'm gonna yeah do he pushes this. a mac truck uh there's one episode where i'm pretty sure he pushes like a giant construction crane type vehicle uh or he holds it and keeps it from moving that's the one with the water line that he's you know for those uh, uh farms or uh one of those things. Good God. I'm blanking on my oh, stuff. Oh, I know what it is. You like, know what I'm talking about. That lady runs a farm-like area, and all those people need that water, and that one guy's blocking the water or trying to steal the water, that type of thing. Uh, but in that one, Kit goes up against a giant construction. That's my, that's my favorite part of this show is Kit going up against all these other stuff. I think that that is the that is the best part. And I just love how when you look inside a Kit, all this stuff that we never thought would exist in a car yeah, pretty much exists today. Now you yes. can, you can play a video game in a car. Yeah. You might not want to play your Atari 2600 like they did, but that was, all, that was also my favorite thing that really shows the age of this show is when Kit was doing his high quote unquote high tech stuff. It does look like an Atari 2600. <laughs> yes, my my son called called it out on that a lot. He was like, "Why does it look like that?" I'm like, "It's 1982. That's that's high tech as crazy." Yeah, as one as one show can get. He's like, that looks horrible. That doesn't even look like a Nintendo. I was like, yeah. yeah. What's wild is at the time that was groundbreaking. <laughs> that was very groundbreaking. I mean, now we're looking at. I took an Uber one time and it was a Tesla, and you can just see the cars on the screen. Like you don't even yeah. have to look out. And I'm thinking, this is like Night Rider right here. Yeah. I remember when you know, as we've gotten older, cars have just gotten more and more. Like we've been talking about, just more and more wild with how they used to be and i still remember uh being excited when i was a kid and our family got a what was it was it a taurus i think it was a ford taurus but the reason i was excited was because that the radio station actually told you the name of the song oh yeah. <laughs> it was playing, and that was a big deal to me <laughs> we just got a new car and, I, and before that i went to a garage sale and i bought C, some cds yeah my kids were like oh our old car had a CD player in it and they were like, I'm like, so this is what we did. You know, you pop in the CD and then all of a sudden we got the new car. And I was kind of upset. I was like, where's, where's the CD player? And they're like, no, you can hook your phone up to the car. Yeah. No, where's the CD? I want the CD player. No, it's all Bluetooth. It's going to show you what song it's playing. You can make phone. No, I, I want the, there's a DVD. No, I want the CD player. Not I used to, I used to have a 2000 and, seven mustang and it was my favorite car I ever had and i remember the fact that i was and this is in 2010 i think it was and i remember just like gloating about that car that the fact they had like a six disc cd changer oh. in it and i was gloating to uh this is when i was like a youth leader at my church and i was gloating to all the all the youth and they could care less that's amazing <laughs> And that's in 2010, but it was blowing my freaking mind. Like I was like, I could put six CDs in this thing, <laughs> and then all they gotta do is just change it. Yes, where are we living in? <laughs> I, I would, I'm amazed by that. I've never had that. I remember my friend had it like in the trunk, 
<laughs> yeah. Yes, I had a friend who had that too. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden he'd be like, he'd be like, wait a minute. And he'd go, geez, geez, geez. and he couldn't find it. And he goes, wait. And then we just pull up into a park. I'm like, is he going to kill me? Because he didn't <laughs> tell me what was going on. And he just opened up the trunk and he goes, it's in this one. <laughs> Did it come in like the pack? Like it was like the big like pack type deal? No, this was actually built into the car. Oh, yeah. Real fancy. Yeah, it, it came yeah. out that way. Yeah. This is when I had a really good job and I could afford such things. <laughs> Pinky's up for Johnny there. Yeah. That's the that's by far the most fancy thing I ever had. Nothing's come close to that since or after. <laughs> that's what I love watching about these old TV shows is just the technology. Yeah. And how it could trans how it like translates to today. For this one, I was thinking, you know, could Michael Knight really be the shadowy figure figure like he is in this one with the internet today? Like, how do you how does he go from town to well, town? Well, let's let's be fair. He wasn't exactly hiding in the original Knight Rider. He was out going everywhere. He's always saying what is real that his name was Michael Knight constantly. Yeah, but he went to these small towns. Yes. So what are they really getting out? Like, what are you gonna do? Put it in the paper? And but then, he would also get famous. I mean, there's that one where he did that stunt show. Remember that? And he yeah. saved, quote unquote saved a stunt show because he was the biggest. <laughs> he would do crazy stunts with Kit. But so he wasn't exactly keeping a, a low profile. But we're not. But, I, but how, I know what you're saying. It's yeah. a lot harder in today's age to uh, come off like that. Because back then, I mean, this is the same thing with the early pro wrestling for us too, right? Where yeah. it was in the territories. That's why you could have like Andre the Giant move from town to town because he was an attraction coming and he didn't really know much about him until he showed up in your town. And that's kind of the same thing you have here with Kit and Michael Knight. Uh, but yeah, I know what you're saying. I think they, they would definitely have to change some stuff for sure. Oh man. There's a lot of different things you could do, but, but like you said, a lot of stuff Kit was doing in the eighties, like most stuff just does now. Yeah. Like all the, like when he would go through his quote unquote records, to find out information on stuff, that's literally just the internet now. Or Google, how he just he yeah. a scanner. Like yeah. A paper I mean, we could type in hot young. I mean, we can easily look up hot young actors right now, right? Yeah. We don't need to ask Kit to do it for us. <laughs> I don't know. I got my, I channeled my inner movie producer, I guess, and it was like hot young actors. <laughs> it was P, it was, it was G rated, the stuff that came up. You must have your safe search on. <laughs> I must. I must. Smart with kids around. I get it. Uh, but yeah, um, I I absolutely love the show. I still love it now. Uh, they would go on. We kind of mentioned some other stuff they tried to do afterwards. Uh, I, think- I would I would love for it to continue just because I love the premise of it. But, but me and you grew up on this original one, and it would take a you know I'd be very. A very harsh critic, I think, to whatever they tried to do. Just like I am with Ninja Turtle stuff. Yes. It would have to be like the 2012 Ninja Turtles, where it gives you something new, but gives us something that we can relate to yeah. nostalgia-wise. Like, yeah, it kind of bridges the gap there. Having David Hasselhoff come back as Michael Knight. Don't make a new Michael Knight. Just have no. him come back as Michael Knight. He's either taken over the foundation or he's trying to rebuild the foundation of something yeah we, we want a legacy thing we don't want a uh what's that called where they re try to redo everything it's called something i forget what it's called a reboot, reboot. we don't want to reboot yeah. i don't want to reboot 
I, I want the history of the show to be acknowledged if you're going to do a new thing. But forget about the made for TV stuff. <laughs> the made for TV Thank movies. You don't need to acknowledge it. <laughs> and I need Patricia McPherson back as Bonnie. Yes. Yeah. As long as she is still a still alive, she must be Bonnie. And then you can bring in like a young protege for her too as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down for that. I would that's exactly how you would have to be. Uh another good example is Cobra Kai. Like have Devin yes. have have a picture of Devin. Michael yes. walks to the picture, you know, perfect. What, what would we do, Devin? Why are we not employed in, in Hollywood? Right that's now? a perfect example of how you how you continue the story of Knight Rider is using uh, Cobra Kai as as your idea there, uh, where Devin is obviously the actor's gone, but he's still part of the show. Like that's how Cobra Kai does it with Mr. Miyagi, even though obviously Pat Morita uh, is long gone, sadly, but his presence still feels like a part of the show. Yeah. I just, you got to have the two pitchers. Like, and I think the best way to do it is he's rebuilding. He's rebuilding the flag organization foundation of law, yeah. of law and government. And he's rebuilding it. And I don't know. He just doesn't like how something's going. So he recruits somebody, you know, and that's how it goes. And you could probably get a new voice or, uh, yeah, I would have to say, I don't think you could bring back Kit's voice. It has to be somebody different. Uh, Bill Daniels is just, I mean, he's in his upper eighties now, I think. So he's just too old to do it, sadly. Yeah. But I think the two shows you've brought up are great uh, ways, of great shows to be influenced by for this would be Cobra Kai and Batman Beyond. Just don't Star Wars sequel series this, please. Yeah, we don't need it. We don't need that. We don't need. We've got enough of that. <laughs> I feel like those of just WWE style, like, hey, those guys are old. Nobody cares about Luke and Han and Leia. Check out these guys. No, they're kind of stupid. Other than Poe, it's not too bad, but you guys kind of screwed him up too. Well, what? Well, that's the thing with the. I mean, this is a whole nother side tangent. Yeah. Like when those started, the first started, I did like the new characters. Like Finn was probably my favorite, but then they just don't do anything with them. <laughs> Unless your name's Kylo Ren, you don't really get a full uh, arc in that in those movies. I get Kylo Ren because me and Matt did that whole, uh, you know. Hayden Christensen nailed Anakin Skywalker and how it is, but yeah. I think they try to make Kylo Ren a little bit too much like Anakin. Yeah, in that in that way, when Anakin had both of his parents together, and or not not Anakin, but Kylo Ben Solo had both yeah. of his parents. But that's near here too. But uh, it's so wild how one series of movies, these these latest Star Wars, can have one death that they do so right for an iconic character being Han Solo. Like that was the perfect ending for him. And then they just totally screw up Luke Skywalker's. <laughs> it's so wild how you can do that. It's but they did it. Because they're horrible. And this show never Knight Rider never got a proper ending. Like no, it, it didn't. Just one last ride off into the sunset or anything like that. But that's a, a topic for another show, right? Like shows that uh, had open-ended endings that we never really yeah. got a conclusion to. That happened a lot throughout uh, TV history. Now, if this show would have been canceled after the fourth season, how many seasons do you think it could have lasted? Do you think it could have lasted up until Baywatch or beyond how, Baywatch? How many do I think or how many do I think it should have lasted? It's two different questions to me. It's, it's kind of the same in a way. I think it could have made it to Baywatch. I think it could have lasted the whole 80s. 
Okay. But yeah. I think it would have been, I think we would have been in the same boat as any of those shows, but we would have said like the first, I went throughout five seasons just, just as a number were the best. And after that, they probably should have ended it, but they didn't. I mean, there's a lot of shows that suffer from that. I mean, I, I talked about Bonanza, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's, show, that's the second longest running show for a longest time. <laughs> uh, I think it was like 16 seasons or something like that. And the only reason it ended up ending was because the guy who played um, Hoss passed away suddenly. They weren't expecting it. Oh, so they were like, just shut it down. Yeah. They had one season after he, uh, man, it's just, my knowledge of stuff is like yours where nobody cares, but me and you, but, <laughs> uh, uh, Hoss was one of the most popular characters on that show. And his show was still doing really good. He went in for the actor went in for gallbladder surgery, which even at that time was routine. So nobody was thinking he was going to pass away, but he actually passed away during the surgery from complications of it. Uh, it's very rare, but it apparently does happen. And he just had to be one of those. So they had one more season after that. And it was basically a Michael Landon type season. He was more in charge of the show and stuff back then, uh, but even he had lost because he and that guy were actually really good friends. So he was, uh, they were all kind of out of it by then. I mean, it's kind of hard to come back when you're, especially when you're close to somebody on top of that. And he's has a major imprint on what you're doing. Well, 16 years with somebody working with them. That's going to be. Yeah. Uh, do you have a, f- other than kit or Goliath and car, do you have like a favorite episode that stood out to you? Um, see when, when I was a kid, those were by far my favorites. And I still love them as an adult, but the ones that stand out to me now is just is just for how, and I mean this in a very good way, cheesy it is. Yeah, it's uh, very, but I mean it in the I mean it in the best way possible. It's very like it's, 60s Batman kind of in a way. Yes, yes, it's very endearing to me the cheesiness of it. So, like the from the ones I've been watching, the one that really stood out to me was the. <laughs> I think I talked to you about this one is where Michael Knight and Kit go in and kind of infiltrate a, because uh, they're trying to find out who an assassin is. And uh, the big twist was all of them are assassins. <laughs> you remember that one? I think it's in the first season. Yeah. But that one stood out to me. I really love that one. My favorite was the second to last episode of season two. And it was called Let, Let It Be let be me and it's another one of those ones where because there is a love interest from michael knight that always that snuck up twice and her name is stevie you know that was like his big thing yeah she's all of a sudden in this big band called class action and the lead singer dies so you know if you got a big up-and-coming band why not just hire some random guy that says he's been australia for a couple of years when he has it so they bring in Michael Knight to do it, and this goes to show you how much of an entertainer David Hasselhoff. Oh yeah, as he's I mean, in, in like Canada. is it in Germany where he's only known for his singing, basically? Yeah, like when the yeah. Berlin Wall came down, they had him <laughs> like flew him there or something. He was on the Berlin Wall singing. <laughs> oh man, that's so great! But this one is this is the best. Plus two, it's got the most eighties like cheesy MTV rock star outfits. No, oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so great. That yeah. was so that's Night Rider for you. Um, yeah. Again, to find it streaming is kind of difficult unless you have it's on. You said it's on Roku. It's on Roku. Uh, so that's probably the best way I would say right now. Uh, because it's not on Peacock for whatever stupid reason they put it on their website, the NBC website instead. Which I don't make. Just put it should be on both. Like why is it not on Peacock? It's just dumb. 
I thought it was going to be on Peacock when Netflix, when it went off yeah. Netflix, I was like, oh, it's going to be right on Peacock. But, yeah, because it just went off of Netflix recently as of this recording, like just a month ago, I think. Yeah. Because uh, that's where I was watching it, and then I can't watch it no more that way. <laughs> Ruined it for me. That was the other thing about it, too, is it was one of those 80s shows where it had the segue into commercials. Yeah, yeah. And I'm watching it with my son, and obviously this is a generation where commercials don't happen as much, especially when you're watching something on Netflix. And he was, yeah. why is it doing that? So I had to tell him that. That's when you knew that a commercial was coming up. They segue, and then and then after the commercial, there's sometimes a soft recap of what just happened. Yes, yeah, I love that too. Yeah, (laughs) but like Johnny said, that's Knight Rider in a nutshell. Still love it. Definitely a great series to go check out. Yeah, a hundred percent. Thank you for your support for us this year. Uh, it really means a lot to us. This is kind of a, a new thing for me and you. I mean, we've been doing it a couple months now, but yeah. uh, I I mean, I'm speaking for myself here, but I'm really enjoying doing this. This is a lot of fun. I'm very grateful for Andrew for letting me uh, hang on to his coattails here. Well, I kind of forced it, but I'm glad that he allowed it. Uh, so uh, thank you, all you listeners and supporters out there. Please go to our Facebook page. It's the Nostalgia Funhouse. Uh, check out our Patreon and Nostalgia Funhouse so we can finally afford the Ghost of Mr. Chicken. Maybe yes. that'll be our 100th episode. <laughs> and go to the YouTube channel as well, too. Fun Let's Plays, videos, all types of stuff over there as well. Yeah, go check it out. Uh, thank you, everybody. We very much appreciate all of you. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Bottom, 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 bottom. <laughs>